Hey guys, have you heard about Anchor? It's the best place to start your podcast journey from. So, in case you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain and give give you give you guys more information about Anchor. It's free. There's a there's creation tools that allow you to record and and edit your podcast right from your phone or or computer. Anchor will d- distribute the podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more such prominent platforms. We can we as podcasters can also make money from our podcast with minimum uh, listenership. You don't need to build a huge listener base to make money out of a podcast. And simply put, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in just one place or in one platform and most importantly i would urge everyone listening to cricket unplug to download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm that is anchor a n c h o r .fm to get started on your podcasting journey thank you Welcome to yet another episode on our podcast, Cricket Unplugged. I have with me uh, Raghav. And uh, as it has been since the past few episodes, we have been discussing uh, something intricate about cricket. So today also, we have uh, chosen a topic which is a little bit specific. Uh, Best bowling and batting performances in World Cups. Uh, I'm sure, Raghav, uh, you will have a lot of uh, such innings to remember pretty fondly, uh, won't you? Yes, yes, I do. So, this is a special special occasion, the and, World Cup. And uh, definitely there are many spells and performance, batting performances. Yes. Yes. So, for the uh, uninitiated, so the World Cup first uh, started... Uh, uh, the men's World Cup, rather, first started in 1975 as the Prudential Cup in uh, uh, Lords. So I say the men's World Cup because the women's World Cup was conducted first. That happened a couple of years before that. So the men's World Cup uh, uh, was won by West Indies uh, for the first two times. Of course, they were uh, the best team during that time. And uh, they themselves had... Uh, a champion team which consisted of many, many champion performances. So, one, one, one great performance which uh, comes to my mind is uh, Joel Garner's 5 for 38, which he took in the 1979 World Cup final. So, uh, that that is uh, probably one of the greatest bowling uh, performances in a World Cup final. And the English batsmen were said that they have never seen such towering bowling being done in an old international at lot. So that goes to say something about that. Uh, if you talk about other performances, we have uh, Vasim Akram's fantastic performance again in the World Cup final of 1992, where he just 
swung it back into the bewildered english batsman and you have shane won in 99 who just sprung a surprise you know uh, around the pakistani batsman he bowled a superb spell which literally won the game then and there itself for australia if you if you move away from uh, the knockout matches there have been some gem of performances by many people for example kapil dev's 5 for 43 Uh, against australia in the 83 world cup is a spell which many people have forgotten of madan lal took a 4 for 20 uh, against australia too in the match we won it, 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 that was an amazing performance to talk about uh, the the performances in this uh, century uh, two two performances come to uh, the top of my mind three rather one is andy bickel seven for against uh, england which he took in 2003 uh the shame bond uh taking 6 for 23 against australia again in the 2003 world cup and who can forget tauron ashish nehra taking another 6 for against england again in the 2003 world cup so there have been many many performances of class of uh, caliber uh raghav uh, why don't you just pick probably you know uh, a few ones amongst these and just uh, uh, tell us what uh, you feel about these spells in detail what has gone through them why do you think they are special uh, of course world cup being a special occasion what do you think that uh, has made these spells even more special with regards to those situations yeah so for me personally as you said so Uh, on a personal front the the game uh, or the perception of shane won because of uh, when i saw the 1999 world cup final mm-hmm. it's completely post that because i was like uh, very young kid so i had of course seen the ball ball of the century but uh, mm-hmm. i was too young to understand its uh, magnitude at that point to be friends so to 19 world cup was pretty special it's it's actually not remembered that fondly in india because india got knocked out early but the quality of cricket and the semi final which is considered the best ma- best odi match till date so yes, yes. and and where the iconic comment of steve saying uh, you you drop the cup son to russell gibbs so so those kind of images pop up in my mind when i think of the world cup but then because i have always heard of my elders and my cousins talk about how big the 1983 world cup was for them growing up as youngsters in india so the world cup meant something big so it's not any other tournament so that was my perception and as i was watching 99 world cup as a young kid when i saw the spell of shane won especially in the final it it looked like he was playing playing a club game or something almost <laughs> he just ran through the pakistan batting lineup which had saeed anwar inzama mulak uh, salim malik and uh, i think uh, afridi and iconic players yeah so there was some really good players of spinger so why i mentioned the names was not because of the 
overall quality there but they could have probably played out one but if people go back to that spell he actually decimated them so that was my fanboy moment kind of thing after that i i never never looked back he is the best bowler i have seen best spinner i couldn't say best bowler maybe maybe not but best spinner till today i have seen so that's why that is extremely special but apart from that the world world cup which i have fondly and i almost remember game by game would be the 2 2003 world cup it's possibly among the best world cups in the last 20 25 years or the way it was marketed presented and uh, the graphics and everything so atmosphere and then mm-hmm. there was couple of spells from that tournament which you had like bought up in the uh, interaction to the podcast which comes to the main i one is ashish ashish nera so he got 6 for 21 in 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 durban so the spell itself had its ups and downs and india were not in a great position i think they made around 240s if i'm not wrong so they are not done defending a huge score and it was good good conditions but he was not extremely successful in his first spell so in second spell was where he wrecked havoc and then he got three wickets in two overs and then he came back and then and he uh, finished up the tale but more than the significance of the spell it's what it did to the indian team's morale and their uh, self self confidence is why i would rank it almost as high as the shane one spell in my personal because sauro gangli's men were uh, extremely confident bunch of people so indians started to believe that they could win the world cup when once the this spell happened 6421 and if you go slightly back to what happened before the game actually ashes nera had a swollen ankle and ganguly apparently sarav ganguly the captain at that time he told you i don't think you are uh, fit enough to play the game so ashes nera is like if i play this game and if i can't walk or if i can't play the sport after this game i'll take it but i want to play this game because the pitch durban is known to be very good for swing bowlers so he himself said i can create an impact i will create the impact and i will ensure that i win the match for you so that's what gangli had said in one of the chat shows so which i saw yes. so that was sorry yeah so overall if you look at the world cup for india after the game in england they were they looked pretty bad against australia in the first game and they were they had a close shave against holland so things were like people had the doubts can this team go far but post the spell from nehra ji as he is fondly called things changed indian the confidence went up by notch much higher than what it was earlier so that is why that spell remains very special for me and the second one would be andy wickel spell because and his overall performance actually because australia was crumbling so in the bowling perspective it was a green top so i wouldn't I wouldn't rate the spell from a skill perspective extremely highly not 
It's a very good spell of bowling, but it was a very conducive pitch for his his brand of bowling. So he is more of your Puneshwar Kumar type bowlers, mainly swing, uh, hit the seam kind of bowler. So he, to his credit, used it perfectly. But what makes it special for me is the way in which Australia were reeling, chasing two hundred and twenty, I think. They were like hundred for six, and or hundred for eight, I think, not even hundred for six. And Andy Biggle single-handedly with I think Michael Bevan or I don't remember the other uh, architect single-handedly pulled off the win. So I don't think that team, that Australian team, didn't need any Philip or any any boost to so what there. But I think the closest they came to. Losing a World Cup match was that game against England, and the game before that against Pakistan, where Pakistan again dropped Simons three times, and Simons went on to taunt them for 145. So, so they almost reached the brink of defeat, only for Bickle to pull them out. So it remains special because of the overall package, and the spell itself is very nice to watch when you go to. When you re re watch it in in a YouTube, the uh, ground and the English batsmen, some of them looked really uh, out of place. So as a Australian fan, that was real sweet. You can say to see them crumble like that. So that remains these two, sorry, these three spells will remain high up there in recent times. I think what comes to my mind would be just for the impact it had. Mitchell Stark's fiver in the World Cup final in uh, 2015. So the way he was, does a touted to be a very close final because New Zealand were not too far behind Australia in terms of skill. 2015. We look at Australian teams till 2007. There is no contest kind of thing. So for Australia playing, it's like almost uh, assumed that they will win because they had such a team. But 2015, there are some experts like even Ian Sapple said, although they are playing at home, I don't think this Australian team can win the cup. So there are people who have doubted their uh, worth, if I had to call it. So there was a big, uh, big moment. So when you have a such a uh, final in the Iconic uh, MCG packed to the rafters, eighty thousand plus people, and Mitchell Stark comes and he just blows away New Zealand. And if I'm not wrong, he got Makalam out in the second ball of the game. So that's almost uh, equivalent to Sachin dismissal in the 2003 World Cup final, where Magrar got him out for five. So it just took away. It's like the balloon diffused or something. So, so after that, New Zealand were. Nowhere, and the match was a very one-sided affair. Of course, match won't be remembered much, but just for the decimation he caused, Mitchell Stark, and even I would say to an extent, not as much, but I would just put in one more final spell, or I would say three overs of pain which Matt Matt Henry caused in the 2019 World Cup. So. The way he removed Virat Kohli, Rohit Sharma, and I think KL Rahul in his first spell, 
So that literally broke a billion plus hearts, I would say. So me being a Australian fan, my thing, my cup was over the day before this game started. Anyway, when Jason Roy decided to show that okay, let's finish the semi-final fast and focus on the final. So the way he went about mauling Australia was not a pleasing sight, to be frank. So I was looking forward to at least India making to the finals, if not if not Australia on a personal basis. But it was it was bound to happen at some time because India had such a fairy tale run. But I never expected Matt Henry to do. If Trent Bolt had done it, I may have accepted it. But of course, I'm not the one who. There are many people on Twitter who still lament how the semi-final went, but I would say it was some quality balls which Matt Matt delivered. So I had to give it to him. Means in the semi-final of a World Cup, he he produced the spell of his life, I guess. So this is again from a clearly a impact point. It was really disheartening to see, and for people who are fans of MS Dhoni. Probably the last time they might see him in an Indian shirt. So it's a lot of pain which has been, which still lingers on from that game. But that spell of balling, you just look it, look at it from a balling perspective, was really good. The way he built up Rohit Sharma's wicket, the way he built up Kohli's wicket, was not just a false shot. He built it up with three in singers. Then he balled the one with Swang away. And Kohli went after it. So, if you look at from a very poetic perspective, it was really mm-hmm. good. So, these are the spells in my uh, my uh, stint with World Cups as a follower, as a now as a analyst, which st- uh, clearly stays in my mind and will hopefully continue to stay even down. Mm-hmm. down. Absolutely. Uh, Rakam, although uh, you uh, seem to have covered uh, most of the points uh, when we are talking about bowling spells, I don't think we can uh, finish that off uh, uh, without mentioning uh, uh, Lasit Malinga. Because uh, in, in all of three uh, World Cups which he played, I mean, uh, he played four World Cups, but in 2007... That brilliant spell against uh, South Africa. Four wickets and four balls. Yes. Who can forget that? And then uh, 2011, of course, it was held in the subcontinent. Uh, he was one of the main factors uh, for uh, Sri Lanka reaching the final. In fact, he gave India a superb scare when he yes. took uh, yes. Sehwag and Tendulkar. Yes. And also in his uh, waning days, uh, the biggest upset of the tournament, probably you can say, is that uh, Sri Lanka defeating England uh, in one of the group matches. Yes. And yes. Uh, that was orchestrated again by uh, Lesit Malinga. So yes. he has been uh, an old war horse for the Sri Lankans. Uh, what do you think about him? I mean, Draco, so he has been toiling around. Probably an unsung hero, maybe? True. Yeah, very much so. Unsung hero, because when he, many people tend to associate Malinga just with uh, T20 glory. Yes, so yes. he has got Sri Lanka the T20 Cup as well. Plus he has achieved most of his success playing for Mumbai, Mumbai Indians. So that's a thing as well. But he has been actually true. If you look at the record-bidding 
spells or starts from a World Cup perspective, Malinga would be there. I think three or four of them. So I think it's very good you brought up his name because it completely slips my mind. To be frank, so I never thought that Malinga would feature in the best bowling spells from World Cups when, as you perfectly put it, two thousand seven, he got four four wickets in four balls. So that's some that's something which I think no one has uh, replicated post that at least in uh, World Cups. So. So he's actually a record breaker in of sorts, and uh, Ansing Hira, of course. So yeah, I said Maninga. Absolutely, Rakhav uh, pretty much uh, summed it up uh, uh, in a way. Uh, so moving away from the bowling spells, what do you what do you think uh, about uh, uh, the batting? So. We have had some fantastic uh, batting performances also in World Cup one. Uh, a few of which comes to my mind is uh, definitely uh, Kapil Dev's 175 not out. You know he came in that uh, I think man man for three the score was and then uh, India slammed down to 17 for five and then he took uh, India to uh, a fantastic score. Uh, I think it's still the highest percent of runs scored by an individual batsman uh, in and the finished innings for India. That was an amazing innings. Uh, another one which comes to my mind is uh, Ganguly's uh, 108 against uh, Sri Lanka. That was an amazing innings. Nobody can forget uh, how the punt that planted us in the 2003 final. Uh, so did uh, Gilchrist in the 2007 World Cup final. Uh, I personally believe that Yuvraj uh, Singh's in the 2011 uh, World Cup uh, quarter final against Australia was an, mm. an amazing innings. It 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 was the first time you know Australia was uh, eliminated out of the World Cup mm. uh, after uh, I think uh, three or four editions. I think from yes. 99 to... 87 onwards. Yeah, and that's it. An, an amazing uh, uh, achievement. There have been a lot of innings. Uh, Rakhav, uh, which which two innings, if I may ask, uh, pop up in front of your mind? Which 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 do you want to go into detail about? So there are two. One one of them we all remember 2003 World Cup final for what uh, Punter did. To India, mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. fast forward to 2011, when mm-hmm. Australia lost all of its uh, aura, the big players are mm-hmm. not there. There are no Hayden, there are no Simons, and he had a very young. There, there were the Bradleys, the Mike, Mike Hussies, but overall Australia was not considered to be favourites in a World Cup in 24 years since 1987. So yes. coming into such a World Cup, you have Ricky Ponting's ability as a captain and as a batsman question, and he had a fairly reasonable knockout stage. But from I am f- continue to be a Australian fan for the way uh, Ricky Ponting led the team. So many people say he had a silver platter. he is not a great captain but i think you need to have skill to manage a team which has people like a test team for 
example which has Justin Langer as open opener and Magra at at nine down and all the players from one to eleven are match winners in their own right. So you need yes. to have the skill and tenacity, the ability to manage such a team. So it is something which I personally also kind of go and use it to donate to extend because he has a team. It's only about executing it. Means so it's some yes. art which goes unnoticed. When I can say it, I'd be little. Too harsh on Dhoni, but uh, so that quarterfinals in Motera Stadium in Ahmedabad, that hundred I have never seen Ricky Ponting more, more, more determined to prove the world wrong in my life. I have seen him being shunned. I have been and people in India don't they despise him almost because because of his arrogance and what a. Irony that your captain now happened happened to be one of the most arrogant Indian players to play the game. Kohli, <laughs> a stone down, but he he reminds me of Ponting. So that's why I fondly follow, and I'm really happy and extremely thrilled to see India's growth now under Kohli because he resembles Ponting to me. The way he feels, the way he bats. The way he leads a star-studded team and still continues to uh, excel at his game as well. So, same thing. Uh, the odds were completely against Australia. They were they had lots to lose actually because mm-hmm. as you as you very well put, Yuvraj Singh ended Australia's reign as the World Cup maestros in. In the same game, but Ricky Ponting's knock, I remember a lot of balls which he missed, a lot of play and misses, few close saves when it came to LBW. He didn't look at his prime, to be frank. But that's that tenacity to show to world to the world that yes, I may be in my late 30s. Yes, my team is not the strongest as it was earlier. Yes, people can question Australia now. That our team is not as great as the 2003 or 2007 teams. So single-handedly he pulled off what could have been a 230. He pushed it to 263. So it is one of the among the best knocks I have seen played by a captain, not just from a player's point of view. So he played an amazing knock, and it's the only time from a trivia perspective which he only. Reverse sweep he has played in his career came in his final knock in a in a World Cup against uh, Ashwin. So the first mm-hmm. time I only first and last time. So and he was dismissed in that shot. If I was not wrong. Yes, yes. Trying to, I think reverse sweep is old uh, bunny, Bajji. <laughs> so he, he tried to reverse sweep Bajji and he was caught, caught at point. But that is the. I would say, from what I have seen, the best batting performance in a World Cup I have seen is that. No, I would rate it any day higher than two thousand three. Although even the two thousand three World Cup final madness which ensued with him and Martin, that was carnage of a different different level altogether. But if you look at the impact again, I keep go going back to the word impact because you need to look at what it did. And what this situation demanded. So, 
that's what i i personally see the stars from just uh, in that's where in one of our earlier podcasts i mentioned a controversial statement by saying i rate bvs lakshman higher than sachin tendulkar as a test match batsman so it's uh, impact the player has made on the teams so that pointing knock and i would say if i had to put uh, probably again from the way it again goes back to australia so it, the semi final in 2019 world cup jason royce 80 80 odd so it may not be the most eye eye pleasing kind of knock but australia going right through the world cup where again for some reason because steve smith and warner had come back from their ban the team before the world cup they started to win something but 2018 australia actually lost 13 or 12 matches on a trot and the world had a field day mocking them so it was not to very surprising for me to see that because they are losing series they getting white was they got trounced in england actually they didn't lose to england so england trounced trounced them so those were the the build up to the 2019 world cup from a australian point of view and then they put up one performance against another even the group stage game where australia demolished england i really remember messaging you that i remember this like 2003 world cup team of australia the way they went single handedly they had a strategy for each batsman and they worked worked against them and it was a immaculate performance so coming from such a thing to probably under performing with the back both warner and smith didn't uh, score big so they got only about 230 but considering the fact that england have never reached or haven't tasted world cup success and they are playing at home i felt the 220 could have could would look like a 280 or something to them from a pressure perspective but from ball one i remember the ball as well mitchell stark full slightly full and then jason roy in his typical brute fashion he just thumps him down the ground for four so jason roy is set the tone by saying 220 is 220 you are you are not we, we i don't want to waste time i just it was it was really it was, it was uh, equivalent of what ricky ponting did to indian fans if you had if we were to put it that way that's what jason roy did to austin fan like me so i was literally almost or called sinking in my sofa chair i was like why the why should he put out such a performance in the semi final against australia like can't he find any other game so i was trying to but it's amazing knock fantastic player no doubt i'm i'm, I'm a big fan of Royce kind of batsman sir he is not extremely technically sound as such but he really can bat so it was a fine but yeah there's little tough as a tough pill to swallow like 2003 what martin and ponting did still there is some uh, uh indian fan who would uh, i think i would i would say largely put the fact why indians hate ponting so much then i 
certainly think they should rate him as a player more now at least now that he is not playing the game actively is the fact that he he uh, had that knock in the in the finals because of that i think indians are completely averse to ponting even a martin i'm i'm surprised many people say i hate martin like what's that hate in him but anyway so so there is that kind of impact which people associate with world cup knockout games so it plays a large part in the psyche of a fan i think is what i feel so what are two in such games completely overpowers what they have done uh, in other games as well so roy has it i think two or three hundreds in the world cup but i think he will be talked about not for winning the world cup but for thrashing australia in the semi final so that's how how big it is for players and for fans as well so i think those are two which come stand out for me i think two knocks wonderful 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 smart ones uh, i can't uh, help but uh, uh, see the similarity in the 2003 he is just the greatest one of the greatest batsman of the game hands down there is absolutely no question to that so i would say that uh, india had a really really inexperienced attack i think it was uh, harbhajan uh, zaheer and uh, nehra uh, i think it was just uh, jawagal srinath who had uh, played more than 100 odis or something uh, except that uh, india had a very very inexperienced bowling attack and uh, they were up against uh, ponting and martin and you know when ponting and martin joined the greece uh, the australia were i think already 100 or 120 for two in inside 20 overs hayden and uh, gilchrist had already set the platform so india were on the back foot straight away and uh, i think there is some dignity in being told that yes we were beaten by the greatest batsman in the world but uh, probably if you look at 2019 well australia had uh, a pretty good attack i think uh, stark hazelwood uh, they were they were good and uh, i think jason roy well he might he he has a good chance of ending up as a great odi player limited overs player but uh, can't really say that he is going to be a great test player uh, at mm. the end of the day not so sure. <laughs> getting a battering from that sort of a player will i i will surely think that you know australia would have uh, you know really they look back and uh, uh, <laughs> blink their eyes twice or thrice thinking did this really happen to us in this stage so uh, i think with uh, due respect to jason roy uh, can't really compare him with uh, ricky ponting although the the level of battering almost remains the same when i see the score uh, australia were chased were chased down in just 32 overs i mean <laughs> that is enormous enormous amazing uh, talking of uh, great innings uh, one one innings which i cannot uh, leave out is definitely richard 138 not out uh, i think uh, 
when we talk about uh, you know the great innings uh, of all time i think uh, you do talk about gilchrist 100 and uh, 100 in the final ponting 100 in the final there have been a lot of innings also other than uh, these uh, knockout matches which were played wonderfully well you, you can if you talk about world cups and hundreds you can never leave out tendulkar so but uh, all of that started with this man you know scoring hundreds at that rate really started with viv richards and uh, this was the 1979 world cup final the west indies were defending champions and uh, england uh, the put the uh, west indies into bat and uh, really their bowlers vindicated their uh, captain's decision and the west indies were in a spot of bother about uh, 70 odd runs for the loss of four wickets and uh, that's when uh, uh, richards was joined by uh, a cricketer called callis king callis king is not known much except for his uh, 88 of 66 ball 86 of 66 balls in this world cup final so he just came and smacked around the bowlers and uh, viv richards being the man he is he actually dropped his anchor and let callis king have his day so callis uh, king was uh, hitting so much so that uh, uh, when viv richards reached 90 callis king was on 41 and uh, when callis king uh, got dismissed for 86 richards had still not scored his 100 so that's how rapidly callis king was batting and that was wonderfully how richards was you know just farming the strike giving the strike to that batsman so his strike rate during that period was something around 60 70 he was just uh, defending the odd ball and just uh, running the singles and giving the strike to uh, Carlos King because he knew that it was a stay and uh, after Carlos King got out uh, the west indies uh, scored another uh, uh, added another 52 runs to the total uh, out of which uh, 46 was added by richards and uh, five runs in total was added by the rest of the bowlers so you can imagine what carnage viv uh, richards did in the last few innings and uh, nobody can forget the last very last ball of the innings in which viv richards just moves across his crease you know and he exposes the leg stump and he gets a full toss on middle and leg and he just swats it over the fine leg for a huge six into the stand so those are unforgettable memories you know of all time i would I I would certainly add uh, Richards uh, 138 not out in the list of great innings. Definitely. Yeah, I've actually gone back and uh, I think visited some of his knocks and then it's a very how do you say un it's unfair for people like us I think that we couldn't get to see him live like it's almost Absolutely. like it's real sad thing but is something special like very very special almost like we call us lakshman that year but what in india but uh, he did things which was like so if we, if we if we look at it what uh, i would say kevin peterson did in 2006 when he when he did this switch it people were yeah. uh, praising him by saying he did something which is going to be path breaking is going to change the face of batting this that so that was 
that will be my personal memory of uh, serve because it changed the face of batting on this because absolutely it was, it was never meant to be this so flamboyant and so so nice to watch so all the batsmen we have read and seen in the 70s 60s 70s were more build your uh technique and build and knock kind of people there's no things are after we brits you have a flurry of players who are in that mold but you will not be so it's the same same comparison you can create a impact like a jason roy but a jason roy can be a ponting so same way here with richards yeah. will be a with richards there cannot be a match to his ability and that knock and in the final i would rate it higher than uh gilchrist knock and maybe probably on par with uh, ponting's knock in 2003 because i am of course being a arsenal fan i would rate ponting as <laughs> really high so that is a sort of a biased opinion but even from the short short making perspective and the pressure and the occasion etc to look at all the factors i think it should be a far far comparison where maybe sir we can be compared to ponting and i don't think he feel too bad either ponting is not uh, not that bad a batsman so anyway <laughs> 